Eloise is a young woman with supernatural gifts who moves to London to attend fashion school. She begins to realize that she could transport herself into an aspiring singer during 60s era London. What starts out as a dream come true turns into terror as the past bleeds into the present. Hey everyone, welcome back to a very special episode of Clubhouse Movies Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Rubalcaba, joined once again by Mr. Abel Panetta. Today we are reviewing Last Night in Soho, directed by Edgar Wright. A budding fashion designer slumbers her way into her favorite era, the 60s. Her fashion is booming thanks to her time away. But what happens when this time away begins to seep into her daily life? Is her mind unfurling? Or are these dreams hinting at something more? So, before we get into this movie, I want to share an experience with you. I'm ready. I have the picture up here on the screen right now, and you can. If, I, if you're watching this, I'm going to draw. I'm going to show. I'm going to try to paint a picture okay. with words here. Do it's it. an empty movie theater hall. Mm-hmm. To your right is Theater Five, the theater that I saw this movie in. Okay. To your left is actually a mural of world famous directors. And who do we see right opposite of Theater Five? M Night Shyamalan. Jesus. Come M Night Shyamalan. And he's staring at you. And he's staring at you. He's doing that that squinty one eye kind of, you know, looking you up and down. And as I, and as I walked <laughs> into the theater, I turn around and I see M Night Shyamalan looking at me, and I think to myself, wonder if I'm gonna have this. What thoughts I'm gonna have when I come out of this movie? <laughs> this is gonna be great. And I and I thought to myself, why do we dislike M Night Shyamalan? This movie is why. This movie is absolutely why. It is, there's no other way to say that there's other ways to twist a movie. This movie is kind of a perfect movie. It is. And it, the thing is, you don't believe that un, like, unless you're like in, I want to say into the third act. Yeah, it, it, it really starts to, it, it, when, when you first start watching it, you start to see pieces of a puzzle. Yeah, it's playing with you yes. because it's drawn out. And right when you think it's drawn out a little too long, you're like, whoa. Yeah, and this movie, is it plays the long game with you. Yeah. And, and, it, and it, it plays with your emotion, and it plays with conventions of movies. And, Even, and the cinematography alone, too. Not, not to mention the actual you know, movie itself, the play and the writing and all this stuff. But the the filming and the way it's just taking you in and out, you're you're watching it, you're both mesmerized and confused. You're like, what's happening? Yeah, the performances, the characters, you are you are in for a roller coaster ride that doesn't let go. And nope. I wanna see this again. I, I'm going to see this again. <laughs> and the crazy I, I wanna is, give you homework. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanna give if you're listening or watching this right now, I want to give you homework. Yeah. Like I was watching this as a huge Edgar Wright fan, and if you don't know who Edgar Wright is. Uh, that is Mr. Shaun of the Dead fame right there. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about Edgar Wright. Um, yeah. I, I didn't see Baby Driver, but I've seen oh, I've man. seen the the, the, the the Ice Cream Trilogy, which is Shaun yeah. of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, At, At World's, World's End. End. Yeah. And they're perfect movies. At World's <laughs> End especially, it really had a slow burn. Like I saw with like oh, yeah. I saw with my dad. He almost like walked out. He's like, this movie's so stupid. And you're watching it. And, and then saying, the movie goes over the cliff. Well, the thing is, <laughs> like, oh, wait, I'm something's happening. It, yeah, when I, when I was watching that movie the first time, I had this slowly growing, and we'll have to bleep this one, slowly growing, <laughs> eating grin. I'm just like, oh, this is going to be good. 
Yeah, and then I I I like Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is also a very perfect movie, but yeah. if you follow Shaun of the Dead, like there are clues as to what's going to happen. A lot of foreshadowing and visual cues oh my God, too. It's the best. And this movie has it too. I even yeah, I even had one and if you're a Shaun of the Dead fan, I had this one moment where it was I called it a get in the car, Barbara. <laughs> This movie. I just saw the scene. And I was like, "Oh my god!" So I, I think we're gonna have some glowing uh, reviews, hopefully for this one. So that, yeah. that's our that's our immediate uh, takeaway. And, and uh, M Night Shyamalan, see this movie and take notes, buddy. Please, please. I mean, we want you. you obviously, have the fan base somehow. You've already sold and your you soul have, to the devil. Yeah, you have the money. People are giving you money for scripts. Watch this. Take notes and adjust the movie that you have. In production right now. Yeah, whatever the heck you greenlit last yeah. week. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but, you know. Um, anyway. Oh. Anyway, but so. The first thing that, sorry, the first thing that took me on a ride was that two actresses play the main character, and they are, they man, they are playing a mirror image of each other, and it is the craziest thing to see two separate actresses play the same person. This movie, man, like it. It, it really gets inside oh. your head. And, and also, <laughs> oh, man, so it's good. relatable in a lot of ways. I, I Maybe mean, we can get into it, but there are some relatable instances in this movie yeah. that kind of that, that make me think back. But uh, Anna, Anya Taylor-Joy is, uh, is the main 60s character, let's say. Yeah. She was the, also in... Uh, the Queen's Unbra- Gambit. But she was in Unbreakable and, and Oh, yeah, in Unbreakable she was. <laughs> so he, he uh, M. Night Shyamalan, had the tool. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> and, and, and Edgar Wright took her and... Elevated her to another level and just pooped all over M Night. Just man, Edgar Wright, man. So I'm, 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 I almost think Edgar Wright should be elevated. To, and I just saw to, this to they James did. Cameron status now. Definitely, and he did this with forty three million dollar budget. It's not an expensive movie, and no. you know what? This movie is, for all intents and purposes, a horror. Maybe, maybe it's uh, a psycho thriller. Psycho thriller. Yeah, I still want to go to London. <laughs> I still want. If anything, I, I was actually watching this, going, "My God, I really want to own a pub in, in like London." This movie is like <laughs> in a basement. Yeah, I remember uh, that they had the bartender, and she was like drinking the bartender Kool Aid. You know, people come here, they got they got yeah. dreams, and they tell you the stories. Yeah, and it's like, good. Yeah, she's totally, and they just want a drink. <laughs> she's totally living like her life through them. You know, yeah. It's, it's the craziest thing, and and you can't help but fall for it. Like the characters are really good in this movie, you know. They come out of nowhere, yeah. And they, there's one chick, man. They, re, she really, you really hate her. Yeah, and, we'll we'll talk about her too. And very quickly, you hate her. Yeah, they they make you they make you hate this woman. Uh, they they make you hate a lot of the students uh, who go to the school. But so this movie, we'll kind of get into how how the plot and everything unveils. Yeah. Let's say part one, small town girl with the shining yes, moves you, to the big city. You heard that right, the shining. So she very obviously has, and I, I can't think of a better word than she has the shining. Also, I was like, oh my God, M. Night, another one. <laughs> because guess what, people? She sees dead people. Oh my God. But but you know what, though? I, I got to go back to Kubrick. I got to go back to one of the classics. Yeah, so she has it. the shining. She does. And she wants to be a fashion designer, and you see her dancing around in a in a dress that she made herself out yeah. of out of newspapers. Yeah, so it's very, I'll say, Cruella esque right there because it is pretty much that. And uh, throughout this whole movie, we're playing like old '60s music, so you, you, we have very 
obvious uh, clues that she really likes the 60s. Super clues. It's well done, too. I mean, the audio, the music really lends itself into all the events that are happening. And the songs tell you what's going to happen. Yeah, and uh, even when I was watching the credits, yeah, I noticed Diana Rigg was in this movie, and I, I know she died recently. She's the uh, she plays the old woman in this movie, and okay. uh, I was it, the movie was actually dedicated to her, so that was nice. Oh, nice! But I saw them like, oh, Diana Rigg, I like her. But uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, but The Shining, I was looking for clues in this scene, and I, I was okay. working a little too hard, and I think I found one. I don't know if you picked up on this. I, honestly, I was so taken aback by what the hell was happening. Okay. That, probably uh, not. There was, uh, at the very beginning, her uh, grandma, because what happened was her mom in the past had committed suicide. We yeah. think she Which also, we don't find that out until a little bit later. But she lives with her grandma, and uh, she still sees her mom in mirrors. Yes. Right? And her her grandma goes through the letters, or th- goes through the mail, and finds a, a uh, what do you call it, an acceptance letter to to uh, to the London School of Fashion or yeah, something. Yeah, fashion like that. school. I swear, you ever see magic tricks where where a magician shows you cards and he goes like, "Oh, flip through the cards. We'll put the card in the deck." Yeah, and then you, and then you see the card and somehow they know what it is. Yeah, I swear to God, one of the Letter said red rum on it. No way. So that's why that's why when you go oh, back and check. That's why I want to go back now. Uh, I did not catch it because I was probably down on my phone writing some notes. Yeah. So so because it, if it truly was, if it truly did say red rum, yeah, then that actually goes full circle back around into this movie. Man, <sighs> but it, it makes it that much sweeter because I, I just saw it. So I saw it just a few hours before our filming, our recording here. So it's fresh. I'm like unraveling it as I'm talking about it. And it's just, and I'm discovering more nuances as I'm talking Only about it. Only one thing took me out of the movie though, was the fact that she had Beats headphones. Dude, Like they that, were so Beats. I actually drew like oh a throw up God. emoji. Yeah, I because saw them and I was like, this, this character, Eloise, she, or we'll call her Ellie also, uh, she is super old school. She has records. Yeah, she makes her own clothes. She makes her own clothes. Somehow, I don't think she would have beats. I think she would have yeah. old, old jank. Remember Starskin like Hutch? wire frame <laughs> yeah. ones? Yeah. <laughs> like the so, old old cans. That took me out of it, too, because it was the only thing in this movie that felt out of place. Yeah. It really, this movie would be timeless otherwise. That really is my only gripe, but I guess like people got a, uh, what's the word? People got a product place, dude. It's a yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, Coca-Cola was placed like hell in that thing, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> in your face. Like held to the camera, I'm like, how much did they pay like for three this? times? They were so brave to put it in there. Yeah, freaking <laughs> crazy, man. She goes to school. She goes to the dorm, and then yeah. her dorm mate is this like crazy bitch, dude. Such a douchebag. She kept on trying to be a one upper, and then she's like, "My mom died. Oh, my mom died too." Yeah, she's like, "She's oh, so brave." Sucks, and then she's like, what? "Then her friends are like, how'd your mom die?'" She's like. Uh, she actually uh, committed suicide. And they're like, everybody's trying to say, oh, you're so brave. Oh, my God. So then she's like, well, my great uncle, he committed suicide. So I know how you feel. <laughs> she was such a bitch. Oh, God. What the? Sh- and then they uh, want, then they went to go hit up the bar. But did you notice when they went to go hit up the bar, they had like a Shaun of the Dead. Like, <laughs> they, they did. <laughs> <laughs> like, like smash cuts to like drinks pouring. Like, <laughs> it was the best thing. It was the best thing. I like pointed at the screen. I was like, ah, a pint. And you remember what drink? Uh. We'll get into that later on, but like a slice of fried gold. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so good. But <laughs> she went to the restroom, and then her uh, idiot friends wanted to go do some coke in the restroom in the stall yeah, next to her, or and whatever. Just are totally talking crap about her. Talking crap about her, uh, her homemade dresses and her yeah. mom, and like, oh, she probably want to kill herself too eventually. I know. I was like, oh, dude, no. So this inspires uh, Miss Eloise to seek out a 
an apartment. Yeah, a new place, a flat, we shall say, because it does take place in London. So she actually runs into uh, the owner of the uh, of the flat, which is played by Diana Rigg. Yep, Miss Collins. Miss Collins, yeah. And then uh, she's got some rules, no men. It's a bit old-fashioned for some, but I won't do nothing to it. If you don't like it, you can find somewhere else. It's perfect. I love it. It's really quiet, yeah. but you can... You can smell the baguettes. Yeah. You can smell the baguettes when they cook. Uh, so she decides to take this uh, this apartment somehow. Yeah. And as she's walking through it, the lady is telling her, um, I haven't remodeled this since like the 60s. And she's touching. And so Ellie, Ellie, Eloise, is touching all of the stuff in there. And she's like, that's fine. This is my favorite hero anyway. Yeah. But... Uh, she still goes to school. She runs into, yep. the, and she also runs into uh, this guy who's going to be her boyfriend. Yep, it's uh, John, played John. by Michael Aho. So a motif Aho. that keeps kind of happening through this movie is that uh, men are douchebags. Yeah. So even even the bar, uh, not the bartender, even the the taxi driver who takes her to the dorm originally, he's like, "You might have your first stalker. It might be me." Like blatantly, <laughs> dude. I I got the heebie-jeebies when that guy picked her he's, up. He said he's like, "I might stalk you later. You be seeing me a long long yeah. time." He's like, "Are you going to that model school?" Oh, the model's so pretty. You yeah. could be pretty. He's like, "You got the legs for it." Ugh. And she's like, "Uh, okay." And then immediately after that, she runs into James. Yeah. Uh, and James, or John, I'm sorry. John, sorry. John, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you. And he's like, she's like, I don't need any help because she already yeah. got oogled by like this dude. Yeah. And the thing is, the kind of, and the way they, she that she meets John is they already kind of painted the scene to be kind of creepy. So you're like already uncomfortable for her. Yeah. Um, because we didn't know, I didn't know that he was another student. I thought he was just some dude. I did too. Yeah. And that was well written. It, it was well written, well directed, yeah, well. It drove well, the well emotion. Like you were there. Like you, you didn't were, want to trust John. Yeah, you were feeling, and you don't trust John until he proves himself. And then you're like, okay, you can trust him. That's okay. Yeah. Um. But so now the the main convention of this movie starts to happen here. Yes. She goes to bed, and when she in goes in the new apartment, in the new apartment, um, and she ends up. How do we? So she has the shining. She doesn't see her mom anymore. But somehow she, if 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 she was the driver in a vehicle, yeah. So she becomes not a, not the driver, passenger. The passenger. She becomes the passenger to Sandy. Yeah. In the sixties, London. Yeah. So she's riding shotgun, pretty much just with Sandy. So whatever Sandy sees, she sees also experiences in a weird way. Yeah, and Sandy, like physically, Sandy boops her. Like and because yeah. she looks in the mirror and she can see her and when Sandy boops her, she they switch places sometimes. Yeah, so it's just like if you're looking at uh, your own reflection, you finger tap yourself. And I was thinking about this too, like in the way they film this, because this is a ghost story, right? It is a ghost story. Yes, but in the past, Eloise is the ghost. Yeah, and I remember thinking about like the way this was written, and I was thinking about like because later on she would go, she would go in the past, come back and forth, and I. S- I don't know if you did, but I totally got Midnight in Paris vibes. Of course. About the the rules the, and yeah. like what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I'm going to go back again later. Yeah. And I was like, how does she know she's going to go back again later? Exactly. Like, I'm she, like, is she, it just assuming you guys know this time pocket is here? Yeah. So to me, it was, it, this is a darker Midnight in Paris when this, yeah. when this came up. But uh, Sandy is an aspiring lounge singer or she wants yeah. to be a star. Yes. And she's played by uh, Anya Taylor-Joy expertly. Played by Anya. Expert. Like, who else can be this role? Like, nobody. Yeah, it's, it's, the thing is, 
the way she played this role is she really what somehow she's a main character but also a secondary character and you're you're not as crazy invested in her as you are the experience that Ellie is experiencing through her you know well as the story progresses we start to feel for her and her plight yes i mean obviously if you don't you're a huge teabag i know and I, and i was actually worried for a while that uh that Eloise wasn't going to school <laughs> that she was, I was too that man. she but it turns out she was uh, and she uh, ended up uh, because she had to pay for this apartment. Also, taking yeah. a job at that bar. Yeah, she. So she worked at the pub. At the pub. Um, Get a purple point at the pub. But th- that's the that's where the uh, the bartender's like, boss, you know, the bar is such a magical place. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she's comparing it to Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bar. And then all through this, uh, Terrence Stamp. You know, he's the, he plays the old guy. You'll recognize him as yeah. General Zod in the original Superman. Yep. And he's been around, but he's always like being a creeper on her and like staring yeah. at her. And uh, and that's in the in the present. Yes. But when she goes to the past, that's where she meets Matt Smith. The bartender said I should get to know the handsome fella standing next to Silla Black. You should. And you are. The next Silla Black. Does Matt yep. Smith have a name? Jack. Jack. She means Jack. Jack. Yeah. Eyebrowless wonder. Yeah. So so Jack's played by Matt Smith, who was the that Doctor Who guy with the big yeah. chin. And no eyebrows. And no I, I mean he has eyebrows, but you know. Just a big forehead. Looks like he has he, just He looks like a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> he looks he you know what he looks like? He kind of looks like one of the what are those from Star Star Wars and cheese from uh Star Trek, the dudes that have have the, uh, oh, the like cork? a Klingon? A Klingon. <laughs> he yeah. looks like a Klingon, in, dude. In, in Doctor Who, since he was a time traveler, they said, yeah. like, have you ever been to Easter Island? Have you seen the statues? Like, oh, he no. looks like a big... St- <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, pretty much. Uh, so Jack is... Uh, he's, he's hanging... There, 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 man. There's a hoity-toity, like, like lounge bar where, yeah. where she goes and she's like, I want to be the singer here. And, like, even, like, there are some dudes, like, ogling her. And this is, um... This is, uh, Sandy, by the way. Yes, this Sandy. is Eloise inside Sandy. Yeah. Spooking Sandy, and she's like, "Oh, I wanna, I wanna be a lounge singer." And even there, like the, 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 the there's this dude ogling her. Yeah, like pretty much like the like the taxi Another driver old was. dude, pretty much a spitting image of the guy that ogled Ellie. Hello, you're a gorgeous creature. What's your name? Sandy. Go to join my friends and I, Sandy. I'm whatever you want me to be, Sandy. Yeah. So he's ogling Sandy while Ellie is writing her inside her or whatever. And uh, the bartender says, oh, maybe you could talk to Jack. Jack knows all the girls around here. And uh, so she meets Jack here. Yes, and sir. they start dancing. They have a, they have a mask moment where they're, they're dancing. Yeah, they're straight up doing mask dances. Mask dances, tearing, tearing the road up, and they're doing uh, number one. And then, then that creepy dude comes, and he's like, hey, well, let me get the next dance. He's like, no, I'm with Jack. No, I want the next. And he gets really creepy. And yeah, and he, he drops some profanity against her, and then yeah. Jack is like, I'm a gentleman. I will fight you, sir. Yeah. So he punches him in the face a couple times. He punches him in the face and then like he wrecks him. And then yeah. at this point I was thinking like I don't think he's going to be allowed back at this bar. Yeah. Like that to me that was like a red flag. <laughs> Absolutely a red flag. <laughs> like he like he it's not like he went and like saw the, like the owner of the bar he's like oh this guy was being Yeah. Good. He just decked him a couple he, times and he, then he, left. He had then to me became like somebody else. Like he wasn't he wasn't the the gentleman that he, you he wasn't the gentleman like, and, and yeah, he wasn't sure. a regular at that bar no so that was like a first clue to me um and also like this movie like it started saying like dudes are like spooky <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah dude 
Jeez. Uh, it's like, like, what's the scariest thing of all? Dudes. 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 Dude, you should see all these dudes. Lots, spooky lots, dudes. Lots of spooky dudes. <laughs> oh, my God. But With you know, no eyeballs. <laughs> so so uh, Matt Smith, uh, Jack, gets yeah. her an audition at this seemingly nice bar. Yeah. It, called the Rialto or something like that. Something fancy. Something Whatever. fancy. And, and she sings like a really slow downtown, which, by the way, uh, I've been listening to like a bunch of times. <laughs> since this movie, the downtempo downtown. Oh, man. It's going to wreck my brain. Which, which she, which she expertly it. sings and uh, apparently gets the job. Yeah. But the job but isn't what the, she, Yeah, I was going to say, not the job she expected, Not man. the job she expected. And this is all taking place in the 60s. She yeah. ends up uh, becoming a burlesque dancer. Yeah. And uh, and this place is not only a burlesque club. There's just a bunch of raunchy dudes hanging out, but there's also like... It's like it's straight up like a swanky gentleman's club. It's a, there's, there's only dudes in there apart from the singers only, and waitresses. There's only dudes in there, and they're all dressed like, like old-timey. Yeah. And, uh, they're backst- dressed like they're going to an auction. Yeah, and then backstage is like heroin going on, and there's like prostitution going. It, yeah, it's, it's like the worst place. And the thing ever. is, that you're seeing this as flashes because, um, mind you, Ellie is inside, you know, inside of Sandy, so she's seeing this as Sandy's experiencing it. So she's trying to get the heck away from this. So it's just flash after flash after flash, and all she sees is dead end hallways because she can't escape. Exactly, and and meanwhile, uh, Jack is becoming Sandy's pimp. Yeah, like straight up. And the thing is, it's not said that he's becoming a pimp. You should. Well, there was a scene. I, th- I think later on, uh, it, she, it's, she, yeah, it's actually it, said she says he's his pimp. But like, there's a scene where they're at the, uh, they're talking to some dude, and she's like, "Yeah, you should talk to this guy. This guy knows these guys, and this guy knows that guy." And yeah, he's like, "Yeah, why don't we spend the night?" He's like, "Run with Jack. Jack doesn't care." And then, then she looks over at Jack, and he's like, "I don't mind." And you're like, "I don't mind." Jack is a jackass. Yeah. Right. So yeah, she ends up becoming a a call girl, a call girl lady of the night, and yeah. just a sad sack. Yeah, he, and it's it, just, and it's just a repetitive thing, and the and so it's happening repetitively to her, and all of this is also happening repetitively to Ellie because Ellie is experiencing this, and every time she goes to sleep, she's waking up freaking out because she's in these nightmare scenarios, and and she and Ellie was really. Uh, Really looking up to Sandy in the beginning. She was oh, yeah. dressing like her. She, she got her hair done like yep. her she, to the point where Terrence Stamp is like, I think I know you from somewhere yeah, later. Yeah, and Terrence Stamp is like, you know, like 60 years her senior at this point. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's crazy because, you know, this is when things start falling apart when she's, you know, she was doing great in school. And obviously, she's a fashion designer, so she's taking all of her fashion design um, language from... Um, from Sandy. Sand, for, yeah, from Sandy's 60s outfits. And her teachers are like, her teachers are like glorifying her, telling her she's doing so great and all this stuff. Meanwhile, she's like, now she's unraveling. She's, she's yeah, losing cause, it. Because now that Sandy is, in essence, a prostitute, she starts tearing up the dress that yeah. she was inspired by. And her, and her teacher's like, it's okay. It's a, it's a freak out. <laughs> it'll, yeah. be, it'll be all right. It's like freaking creatives. We get it. <laughs> and then uh, when they were in the past, did you notice what drink everyone kept on ordering? The Vespa. The Vespa. You know what the Vespa is? I do not know. I, I saw the, the drink. Was it like a soda and gin? No. Uh, so James Bond, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. The Vesper Martini. He named, in Casino Royale, he named the Vesper Martini. It was like the, uh, he had a yeah. whole thing in a lemon peel. So they were ordering Vesper Martinis. Oh. Right? I like the Vespa. The Vespa Martini. I, see, and the accent threw me off because I thought they were saying Vespa. So they were acting like... And believe it or not, this was actually another clue as to what's happening in this movie. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, 
And then there's a Halloween party in in the yeah. real world. And did you do you notice who the bitch chicks were dressed as? Yeah, the freaking the, they were the craft girls. Yeah. <laughs> no craft. Dude. I saw them and I was like, no way. I was like, this is crazy. So that was something I haven't seen since 1996. Yeah, that was a throwback. It hit me like a brick. I was like, whoa, I instantly recognized that. And uh, that's where she actually stops like going into the past for a while. Yeah. She, she stops jumping, and she actually hooks up with Jack here at this point. Yeah, so Jack is her, or John. She John. hooks up with John. So John is her. Yes, John. Uh, John. John's, John's her real boyfriend. Yeah, her boyfriend. Why do they both have to be John and Jack? I know. So John <laughs> is Ellie's boyfriend in real life. Jack is Sandy's. Uh, pimp boyfriend, weird, mm-hmm. in uh, in you know the in past. the sixties in the past. So they're both painted. They have both ghost like faces with uh like panda markings on their eyeballs. And uh, well, you know, Ellie doesn't want to go to sleep because sleep time means nightmares. Means she is getting bugged out by all these creeps. Yeah. So so now when she goes to bed, she sees actual creepy dudes since she was a call girl in her room. Yeah, and not just regular creepy dudes. They are They have no faces. They have no faces. They're black and white like they're gray skin. They're like a slenderman. Yeah, slenderman with sunken eye sockets and they're in this state of flux where they're vibrating, so you can't get a fix on their face. It's the freakiest thing I've seen Edgar Wright do. <laughs> it was good, and then and, and, and it won't we, haunt you, but it'll bug the crap out of you. And then, um, then uh, Eloise takes uh, John to her apartment, which she's not supposed to take boys to the apartment. No boys to the apartment because uh, our uh, her landlord will kill them if they ever come. So, to me, this scene when she sneaks John into her apartment, yeah, I got high school vibes, dude. Be- because such high school vibes. Well, I, she was such a young like she was, but to she's me, so innocent. The the innocent girl sneaking. The boy into the yeah. the apartment while the creepy old lady is in like the other room, yeah, you know, keeping things down. And then like after that, it progressed into like in a way like John's nightmare is to like maybe I'm not welcome here yeah, anymore. Dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like super like I'm the rapey guy now. Yeah, what? Well, like, hold on, like nobody said the R word. Like I can leave, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what what's happening here yeah. is um. Eloise is having flashbacks in real time, but these are like yeah. the spooky flashbacks. These are like ghosts now. Before, yeah. it seemed like she was being welcomed into yeah. the past, but now she is being haunted. It's like yeah, it's melding into her actual reality. Like if we're going back to the Shining now, now yeah. we're in Shining mode. Yep, where the full ghosts, panic, full like everything is terror. Where the ghosts are after her, and yeah. and the thing about this is we don't know who these ghosts are. They're just like men. They're just dudes. Like like lots of them, slender men, dudes. Yeah. And, and then during this flashback, we see Jack, like pull uh, uh, like a knife ready to yeah. kill, like a Sandy straight in, up freaking Michael Myers blade while they're. In her bed, and he is in, mounted in the atop present. Her. So it, during the present, yeah, it's like Jack is just about to like have sex with Eloise, but yeah. he's freaking out because she's freaking out because she's stuck in the sixties. Yeah, because in, there is this mirror right above the bed that's no so, longer there. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it gets broken or something. It's just a it's just a perfect meld of like terror. Yeah, and uh, even uh, Jack goes a little diehard because the the mirror b- breaks there and he messes up his feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's running out. Jeez, man. I mean, John. Sorry, John. John. So yeah, it's, it's because they're both they're both there in the room. Yeah, so at different time periods. Yeah, so it's it's crazy. So I'll break it down really fast. So in the bed is Sandy and Jack. Jack is on top of her, holding a blade. In the bed in our time, John is mounted on top of Eloise because they're trying to get it on. And in the, the 60s, Jack is trying to stab Eloise in the face or the body with a freaking blade, and she scratches his face. Yeah. 
And then we start seeing these flashes of Eloise's eyes in the blade. So in the actual blade, and all you hear is, yeah. you are hearing that, that, that. Every time it hits, you are seeing Ellie's eyes flash on the blade, flash on the blade, blood everywhere. Yeah, at this point, uh, Eloise is convinced that Jack murdered Sandy in the 60s. Yep. She even goes to the police. Yeah, and, Swiss cheesed her. Jeez. And she's like, there, and she keeps telling people. She told her landlord, yeah, like someone was murdered in like my apartment. She's like, a lot of people are murdered in everyone's apartment. Yeah, it's like, who, <laughs> who just accepts that as fact? And then, and then they, she went to the police, and the police were pretty much like the same way. Like a lot of people are murdered in London. London's yeah. a scary city. Yeah, and especially Soho, I guess. And apparently, the detective was a douchebag. Just again, oh, they talking, paid, talking crap in the yeah in the bathroom. Yep, Bathrooms, and man. she hears it as she's. Getting water at the water fountain. It's like, come on, man. But then the female detective, she's like, well, I'll, 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 do, I'll ask around. I'll yeah. see if anything happens. She's like, I believe you. Uh, she's like, I, I don't, I don't disbelieve you, but yeah. I'll, I'll look into it. Um, but then uh, they start doing like research and trying to figure out uh, what happened. So her, uh, yeah. her and uh, I don't want to say John, her and John in the yeah. present go to the library trying to figure things out. But, but, but during this, uh. Eloise is having all kinds of like crazy flashbacks. And there was also another quote here. Okay. There's a scene where Jack in the 60s actually pops out from behind a tree, but like he just kind of like they key him in. So he just kind of appears like he jumps. Okay. I must have been writing. My bad. That's the first, like whenever we first, first see Freddy Krueger, yeah. that's how he appears. No way. So there's like, you know, like a thin pole tree, like a little, yeah. and he like, Whoosh! He like he jumps out and like freaks her out in like the street. That was the first time we see Freddy no Krueger. So that was a that was a direct Freddy Krueger quote there. Um, but at, you know in their library they're trying to figure it out, and then the the Slendermen keep coming after her. Yeah, so she's in the library. She's looking through. She you know she goes to the librarian, and he's like, "Oh, you look like you're uh, making a a murderer project." And she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Killer." I was like, ah. Yeah, a lot of people actually look up to her in the class because she has like this crazy 60s design because she's yeah. totally in love with uh, the Sandy. 60s. Yeah, Sandy. So she's in the back of the library scanning through these these old newspaper filings and she asked John to do the same. Well, while he goes off to do whatever the hell he's doing, she's like, you're seeing these creepy guys. She's ambushed by the Slender Men. Holy crap, man. And the thing is, everything behind her is getting dark and they're just approaching her and she doesn't know until they grab her. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, this and she gets yeah. like scissors. Yeah, it starts Those like giant shears that they use like to old cut. six old you know old timey scissors yeah, to cut felt to cut all these things. And then she goes up to like I'm not sure if it was Jack or another Slenderman. She's like about to stab him right in the face, right in the face. And then like John grabs her hand and she's about to stab that like bitch roommate. Yeah, so it's her bitch roommate. I think it's her name is Lara, and she is man. That blade was like if you can see it, it was like maybe an inch above her nose. So she freaks out and runs away, calling for security. I think it was Jocasta. Oh, Jocasta. Jocasta, sorry. She's, where she goes where by, was Lara? I don't know. Where Why is she up here as one person? I'm sorry. I'm looking at Google, and they have their top billing cast. Yeah. Anna Taylor-Joy is right ahead of Thomason McKenzie, who yeah. plays Ellie. Yeah, I think it was Jocasta who was her uh, bitch roommate, but she yeah. but she almost stabs her in the face. <laughs> right in the face. And John like grabs her. And I was thinking, oh no, she's going to jail now. Yeah. But I guess in England, no one really cares about like this kind of stuff. It, yeah. It's just- uh, As long it, as it's not a gun. Keep I calm guess. and carry on. <laughs> yeah, keep calm and carry on. She is, mate. Yeah. Um, um, just, just just another pickle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, just, so she's still trying to figure it out. She's going crazy. Yeah. So uh, he she takes the freaking those giant shears out and she bolts from the library. And she's also convinced that the Terrence Stamp, the old the old yeah. man, is the one who uh, who killed is Jack. Yeah, is, is Jack, and he keeps 
she keeps like, I know you, I know you did yeah. it. I know what you did. I've done a lot of things. You're gonna have to be more specific, love. And she tries to get a confession out of him yeah. because he's already ogling her and like following her. Yeah. So this, so the way Yuri this, says, "You remind me of a girl I knew a long yeah. time ago." And the reason he says that is because during one of these many flashbacks, when we see Sandy, you know, constantly cycling through these men, he pops up, and he says, "You're too good for this." Well. That, that that's that that's after like the reveal where he's he's like I I knew I knew a Sandy you remind me of her but I didn't kill her you know like that and and then not it, with a thud with a southern ass yeah I know I say I say I say I kill I'll you. you what boy <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to be English but I can't uh, but anyway they they come out of the bar after he's trying to after San, uh, Eloise trying to get a confession and he's like yeah I didn't kill her and then like a car just like wrecks him dude yeah like out of nowhere this guy's life is ruined. Like, He's stand, yeah, he's standing right in the middle of the of the those street. tiny little streets that they have in in old London town, mm-hmm. and dude, he takes a header on a freaking cabbie. Yeah, so so Terrence Stamp turns into pizza, and then like the bartender comes out. She's like, "Oh my god, it's Jasper!" Yeah, like who the hell is Jasper? Like he was a cop. He's like, <laughs> he worked vice for a long time in the sixties. He used to try to help girls, and then like that's when we had the flashback. That, I know that that he was trying all to help of us are like what? Yes, yeah, that was actually a like a. That seriously was a, a red, like a red herring. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing was, I always thought because I did see the trailer to this before it came out. I did think like, like Terrence Stamp doesn't look anything like Matt Smith. Like, why was he him in the yeah. future? And that was a red herring. He was not him in the future. Yeah, he was not him. So, so that was sad because, uh, you know, the wrong guy died. The wrong guy died, and man, did they do it well. Um, and then they did the whole horror movie cliche. It was a good cliche where, where the boyfriend's like, we just need to get the hell out of town. Like, yeah. yeah he's like, I'll drive you. I'll drive I got a car. He's like, where, he's like, because there was, they kept on having a joke. Where are you from? Uh, all the way here from North London. Where are you from? South London. Because she came from like nowhere, right? Yeah, she came from like the countryside. It took her like hours on a train ride to get there. Yeah, exactly. And, and her he, Beats headphones. Yeah, with her Beats headphones. And she's like, and then he's like, uh, well, how do you expect me to get from South London to North London? <laughs> Yeah, like exactly. Car, duh. Um, so they're like, we need to get the hell out of here. So yeah. like, let me go get my things. Maybe like the landlord will help me like get out of here. And yeah. like, so anyway, uh, she she goes. Okay, so since since the landlord doesn't like boys, yep. The boy waits in the car. John waits in the car. Yeah. And then she's like, she's like, oh, I need to move out. I need to move out because she's talking to her landlord here. Well, well, she actually tells him, if in fifteen minutes I do not return, come and check what I'm doing or. Make sure I'm safe. Yeah. So, so, uh, Eloise tells the landlord, what's the landlord's name? Um, Miss Collins. Miss Collins. Miss yeah. Collins, played by Dana Rigg. Uh, pretty much what's happening. Like, like, oh, I think the place is haunted. Like, I gotta, yeah. I gotta get out. I, I can't be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then uh, Miss Collins is like, you know, I was thinking about what you said earlier. Like, this whole, like, town is haunted and, like, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff happened in here. And then she's like, but you know what I was thinking? Someone did die. Yeah. Well, in no. Your room. And then she said that I had an officer oh, an show o- up and question An me. officer showed up and started questioning me. And I was thinking someone did die yeah, so in I your told room. Yeah. You were a little manic. <laughs> I was like, but, but she's giving her tea while this is happening. Yeah. And, she, and then she's That's like, That's English. Of course. It's tea. It's tea. Um, and she's like, Oh, a long time ago. Like, and I was a young starlet. Yeah. And, 
and you know, I got mixed up with the wrong people, and you know, I just kind of yeah. murdered them all. Like, oh my god! She she said it she's so, like, and she said said it so nonchalantly too. Yeah, and my, meanwhile, you know, she uh, we have Ellie. She looks down at her at her tea, and she's like, "What?" She's yeah, there's clearly it. like stuff in there. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, don't worry, I won't tell anyone about anything." And she's like, "It's not that you won't, or it's not that you can't, you can't." Yeah, I was like, "Oh." And then, uh, yeah, so she's like, what she told her, she said, I wasn't going to let London get the best of me. I was going to get the best of London. There's something akin to that. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, it, she was pretty much like Jack the Ripper. Like, she yeah. killed all those men. Dude, she slashed all, him up with that all knife. Those, all those ghosts yep. were legitimate ghosts of people who yeah. she killed. And put buried in her in her flat like like Syria, in the floorboards in the walls the the house was the shining house it at, was. at this point like it, it was seriously the indian bale ground uh, all that yeah all the cliche and the, house and so like the i guess the crescendo scene that we see here is remember that scene where you know jack is getting is uh stabbing sandy he wasn't stabbing sandy sandy had moved grabbed the blade by the actual blade turned it and stabbed him in the neck and then proceeded to stab him. So the knife pulling out and the blade that we see going with, with uh, Ellie's eyes flashing in it wasn't going into Sandy. It was going into Jack. Yeah. And that's the... But, but you know this whole like scene is done expertly, and then oh my god, and then she's so she's well. like she's like dying on the floor pretty much because she was drugged, and then all of a sudden uh, John comes back. He's like, oh, "Where's uh, where's Aunt Louise?" And she's like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm, she's must have gone yeah. somewhere." <laughs> I know, man. And you know what's crazy is I just realized that Diana Rigg when she so so to play off that scene, um, so John shows up, you know, and he's like these damn kids or whatever, you know. She grabs a blade. And then she has, I don't know why, I think she, I think Edgar Wright wrote her to kind of be like that crazy bar lady, barmaid from one of his other movies from, not, not from, oh, Hot Fuzz, not the barmaid, the inn hostess to be like her. Maybe. Because it was like a hag. It was there, great. There, there's, there's, there's more. There's there, so many plays on his there, other movies. Yeah. There, there's more plays on other movies. But uh, we'll we'll get back to the, yeah. the whole plot and the twist here. Yeah. But but M Night Shyamalan, take notes because there Dude. there have been clues all throughout this movie. Oh my god! And the red herrings were like hard red herrings. Exactly. And and you you didn't even think that there was a it was a who done it or, or, or yeah. There was throughout the whole movie. Did I not did I not once write this is a who done it? I didn't even think about it. Yeah. So so send, so some she stabs John. But John's like just like hurt, and then she runs back up to her room, and in the room all the Slendermen. Who were John's? Yeah, murdered by Sandy in the past. Like they're like ambushing her, and they hold her yeah. down for a minute. And they're like, "Call the police!" Like even say, "Like call yeah. the police, arrest so, her." And we even mentioned that freaking crazy old Miss Collins stabs John John right in the gut, and somehow the house gets set on fire from a flying ashtray. And then she's you know we have Ellie running up the stairs after she's kicked crazy Bat Lady down him. And she goes into the room and starts getting attacked by these freaking ghost guys. Yeah, the ghost guys, like, they're kind of, okay, I think what happened, now that I think back, is that they were holding her down so yeah. she wouldn't call the police. They yeah. wanted her to kill Sandy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what they're saying. You have to kill, like, you have to kill her. Yeah, like, like kill us. Help us. Help us. And the dude that's saying help us was, like, the gnarliest one because... Sandy had sliced his mouth Joker style, and it was just like, uh. 
Yeah, so they're they're just these weird slender men. I was thinking like, so now it was flipped. The the good guys were the, were the bad guys, and the bad guys yeah. were the good guys. But like, they're still douchebags because like, yeah, because they used her, and and then um, Sandy just uh, kind of, she's old now, right? She, she's yeah. like, I guess I'll just die here. Like somehow she ends up like she's getting like, out. Go sit on this bed and burn. yeah, go, uh, go save your boyfriend. I'll just yeah. die. But then she turns into like young Sandy again. And, yeah, and then like. Eloise is like, oh, come on, like we can go. She's and trying to hug her and, hug you know, her and console like, her and stuff. And it was like sad for a moment. And she's like, no, I'll just die here. And then yeah, yeah. she sits in her bed and then, you know. Well, the next scene, the wipe and everything that we go through is now there's a fashion show. Yeah. So now uh, Eloise is uh, talking to the town, fashionista. And I guess everyone's cool with her almost stabbing uh, yeah, Jocasta mu- in the face. Yeah. And it must have taken place like almost immediately following because she was wearing a bandage after she'd gotten slashed. She was still going to school and doing yeah. everything. And she has like <laughs> guts of steel to survive being poisoned. Yeah. Like, that's what I was thinking. That was, To me, that was the only plot. That, that and the Beats headphones were the only plot holes. Yeah. But man, yeah. that's those I can... Those are a drop in the bucket, man. Those are nothing. Yeah, no, 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 no knock. You got to get the movie paid, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, my God. This movie. This this movie. This man. movie. Yeah, go see this movie. Like, yeah. see this movie twice. Yeah. Like, um, we're going to go see it twice. Yeah, well, I'll buy this movie when it comes I'm definitely out. buying it. So, like, three, four, maybe five times I'll watch it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, then uh, during the uh, during the, the fashionista scene and it ends yeah. and they go in the back in the in the dressing room, and uh, she sees her mom again in, yeah, the mirror. in the mirror. And she hadn't seen her mom this entire time. Yeah, because she thought her mom was like trapped in the house, but somehow her mom was able to like come out. And then uh, it ends with her seeing Eloise. No, across the room. She uh, sees Sandy. Sandy, Sandy across yeah. the room, young Sandy. And then it just ends with her like booping and her. ends the way it began, which was she met Sandy. They did the finger boop to each other in the mirror and switched places. Mm-hmm. And this time they did the finger boop. And the scene ended, and here we have Last Night in Soho. Shut up and take my money. Pretty much. <laughs> so, so another another clue. Yeah. Uh, a, a fourth wall breaking clue. Do you remember I told you about James Bond was married once? Yeah. His wife was Diana Rigg. The, the the same actress. Really? Yeah, she played Teresa Bond. She was the one no who died. No way. And then we were talking about the Vesper. The Vesper died at the end, which was oh. the other was was the other Bond girl who died horribly. So she's crackers, Batman. It was always it was always meant to 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 be her. Yeah. And then the other thing, just to kind of like have this uh, Inception button half cocked here, was um, remember I told you that they wrote red rum in the letters. Yeah. You know, I put that in my notes, and I thought, that's how she found out that she was the murderer. Dude, and then, yes, and then they hand the letter. Like, as soon as I saw that Miss Collins was going to hand letters to Eloise, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, because what was her, she said in the very beginning, uh, her name is not really Sandy, it's Alexandra. Because these were two huge plot devices. In the beginning, it's what got her to leave and shift her persona. And at the end, it's what got her to shift, and holy crap, now I got to go save something. That's what I'm saying. If you're an eagle-eyed viewer and you saw the yeah. red rum, because you're, you're already getting Shining vibes from this movie. Oh, so yeah. If you absolutely. Saw, if, I really want to go back and see if, like, because it looked like she was flipping through papers, and then one of them popped up and said red rum. I have to watch this again. And if, this. It, if it's not there, then, then, like, I don't know, maybe it was just my brain wanting it, but I, I yeah. guarantee it's there now. It because had, something had to be there. There was no way that a plot device that it, it bookended like yeah. that so well. The, so it bookended the freaking... Just the way it ended also, it wasn't like this stupid cold ending where it's like a twist and then you're like, the ghost grabs her shoulder and you're like, oh, that's lame. 
Yeah, uh, because she always had The Shining, and yeah. and this movie had to echo like The her, Shining. Yeah, her grandmother knew it, her mom knew it. And uh, to me, it's an unofficial sign, Shining, it should be in The Shining verse, and there's, uh, it was good. Like, it was, it was just one of these things where it was an expertly made movie. It was. It was. It was like, it was well-written, and man, I don't know how many adaptations they went through, but I feel like they just... Could have nailed this one on the first draft the way they did it. It was so going back to the theater, you know, just to, like uh, I think you saw it at a time where not very many people were there. Not very many people were there too. I was the only one in my theater. Yeah, so there were some people. So you're looking back at M Night Shyamalan and thinking like, dude, you haven't done this. You, you didn't yeah. make this movie, and you, you shouldn't be on that. wall. You shouldn't be on that wall. We need to get Edgar Wright on the wall. Then I yeah. noticed something funny about M Night Shyamalan's face, and then I look out a little closer. And I got a little closer, and somebody smashed his eye, and they painted, <laughs> <laughs> they painted it back in. <laughs> oh man, that's great! They must have watched some stupid movie of his right after coming out of there. Some person probably saw. They like, probably saw the happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they painted it back in. Some I can imagine some high school student who worked at, at AMC just like just painting it. He's <laughs> like, I freaking hate my life. <laughs> oh, that is. That could not have been better written. <laughs> My God, man. No! I'm going to this one. So even my even my moving watching experience of this was bookended. Oh my god! That yeah, was... And I remember thinking, I think that's why I texted you. I'm like, dude, see Soho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this guy never texts me to go immediately watch a movie. I mean, obviously we have to because we're doing this. But he said it. It felt like moments after he saw the movie, and I'm like, wow, I have to go watch this now. It, it was a good movie. So I'm going to start off, the, unless you have any other, any no, other no, burning no. points. But I do not. I want to actually get to my closing statement. I, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to give this one an A. Maybe an A+. Plus. Last Night in Soho is a true masterpiece of the mystery, suspense, horror genre. I have a renewed respect for Edgar Wright and his body of work. This was possibly the best movie of 2021. Oof, that's a... That's a big one. Yeah, I I don't so, know. So to play on that, I'm also going to give this an A. Just a solid A. So that's two A's. That doesn't happen very often. I said, come on, Edgar Wright doing it right. This movie came from left field, and I'm so glad it did. This movie was something I was not used to experiencing from Mr. Wright, but at the same time, it was exactly what I would hope would come from him. And speaking of his body of work, I was so glad he gave so many nods in the in the most Edgar Wright way. You didn't know unless you knew, and if you knew, you loved it even more. Wholly recommend this movie. Yeah, you know what else I was thinking? Uh, I, I wrote it here, but uh, she were, the the apartment, the haunted apartment, yeah. was next to uh, that baguette place. Yeah. Probably covered the smell of the bodies. Oh, it smelled like garlic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, garlic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, uh, we're trying to find best movie of the of the year. So I yeah, think so right now the contenders are. I think it's this one, Last Night in Soho. Oh, I gotta say, man, I think so too. And then um, Free Guy. Free Guy is right up there. And uh, I don't know. I I think I might have a soft spot for Suicide Squad. But I, I kind of do. But I just a soft do. spot. It's it, it's a it's a. I'd have to watch it again and kind of compare. It's like it. an overripened fruit that fell on one side. You yeah, know? but but I think it's really free guy in Soho, and I think Soho is going to take the gold. I think so too. Let us know. Let us know. 
Uh, but anyway, that has been our hot take on Last Night in Soho, directed by Edgar Wright. I'm your host, Mark Rubalcaba, joined once again by Mr. A.O. Panetta. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that bell notification. Do what you can. Hide your kids, hide your wife. We will catch you next time. Thank <laughs> you.